Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Most recent... Oh, no, no, no. Do you know why you would know him? The name Um, does sound familiar. Yeah. It, it, it should sound familiar because you might remember him as um, do you remember that, that team that spent a whole shit ton of money in MLS and broke all the rules and couldn't win a damn game. <laughs> the galaxy, the Mi- inter Miami. Oh, them too. He was, he was Miami's coach until last year. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> is, uh, is what's his name? The English guy is still the manager of Miami. Uh, a Beckham's friend. Yeah. 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 He's still there. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to El Trafico tomorrow night. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm really, really excited. Um, it was a bitch move, though, because for the U.S. Open Cup, they make you buy a second ticket. Like, you can't just buy El Trafico. You have to buy that. Plus, I have tickets to a random Minnesota United game. In of Lincoln. course they do. <laughs> so, so, the game you want, along with the game that they couldn't sell a ticket to without attaching it to the, that game. Mid Midweek against Minnesota United. And right. I'm like fucking fine all right (laughs) welcome to the touchlines and touchdowns podcast the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. Uh, a friendly version of the Touchline Media Group because uh, it's it's soccer season, y'all. Not football season, soccer season. We are entering the summer of soccer. Um, I am your host, Asa, uh, a.k.a. The Twig. Um, my normal co-host, uh, Stump, a.k.a. Napoleon Gregg, is uh, not with us tonight. He is, as far as I'm aware, on a date but he could be working. Uh, in any event, he's doing something that's, that's less fun than this. Although he's I working guess, either way. Right. Either, either way, he's, he's, he's doing the job, uh, and we <laughs> believe in him to do that. Um, I am here with a soccer panelist, friend of the pod, co-host, at, I don't really know, uh, yeah. Ben, uh, who you might know from the internet at halfspaces.com uh, or be, at BL Herald, um, but 
Uh, he's the guy who's the reason why MGO blog doesn't do serious uh, soccer analysis. That's, that is a, a quote from MGO blog. Um, Brian, I believe uh, said at some point, um, like, why don't you do UFRs for soccer? And he was like, because this guy does it and he does a good job and I don't want to. Like, <laughs> I actually tried to get him to hire me once. We had a couple of DMs, but uh, not so much. <laughs> I'm shocked that uh, Brian Cook did something that I find abhorrent. Um, I'm shocked <laughs> at that. So uh, we are here to talk about soccer, like actual soccer. It's, it's a weird thing um, that's happened over these last two months um, because there's been a ton of soccer, but not really national team soccer because everybody's hurt. Um, yeah, we went to like a lull there for a while. It finally got a little better the last couple weekends. Yeah. Um, so so there's a ton of news. Like we, we'll, we'll talk about transfers uh, later in the summer because to be honest, there's actual games that are happening between now and uh, the middle of July. Um, I did, I did uh, some, some scheduling, uh, dear listener, and there are potentially, potentially 18 games amongst senior level teams or, or U20 qualification between now and July 18th. Um, if you say, if you're saying to yourself, that sounds like multiple games a week, you're right. <laughs> it is two to three games a week. So you will be hearing a lot from the panel. We might uh, bring some other folks in because asking uh, everybody to watch every game at all times is a lot. But um, we're, we're here to talk about tonight is very specific. We are talking, we are previewing the next four games for the senior men's team. Um, we have two friendlies. We have two, uh, two nations. Nations league. league. Yeah. yeah. So this is a four game window. And um, first we're going to talk about the roster. Then we'll talk about our opponents and, and sort of the cadence of, of what's going to go on. So, um, the roster that we got um, has inspired one of the dumbest series of um, discussions that I've, I've gotten on, on soccer Twitter recently. Um, I understand that a lot of our listeners participate in these discussions. And so I'm not, I'm not mocking you, but what I am saying is that um, if you are getting into hundred tweet threads about Christian Roldan, you don't have to, like, you don't have to, it's the internet. Greg's not reading it. Um, like you don't have to have those arguments. Um, I'm just saying, uh, like, so fine. Um, so, so let's go through it. Um, we'll, we'll start with the keepers, uh, and it's the three keepers we thought it was going to be right. I mean, you, you said that there were two locks and one that you figured was a probable and yeah, that's where we are. Um, I mean, you could have, I mean, Sean Johnson could have snuck in there and would have been whatever, but like it's the three that you would, you know, think would be there. <laughs> I mean, next year you, you could be talking about three um, Premier League keepers. Possible. Uh, zero starters in the Premier League. <laughs> right. But, but, but three <laughs> Premier League keepers, three teams. Um, tough games everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's, look, games come, games come hard and fast. Um, so I guess like, like as we're going through this roster, we can, we can sort of like assess where we are. Um Gaga Slonina committed to America, which is un- unsurprising. I mean, I, I, I mean, unless Poland is willing to offer him a spot like now, but I think they're they're pretty set at keeper, just like we are. So, yeah, I mean, he wasn't going to play over Szczesny in in a serious game. Um, yeah, and so I, I think for Slonina, I, I actually appreciate a little bit of his maturity. Um, it feels a lot, and I and I talk a lot about um, college football and, and soccer overlaps. It's literally the purpose of this podcast. Um, or at least the origin. Um, 
but Slonina did something that I actually really respect, which is that he committed, uh, he committed in the fall, in the spring of his uh, junior year, because he didn't want it to be a distraction over the summer in his senior year of high school football. Like that's what he did, right? Like he was like, this is a distraction. Everybody needs to understand that, that I'm going to Michigan. Like that's, or Michigan state. Like I'm not, not going on official visits, not going over there for nations league. I'm going, going, going to state. Great. Thanks Gaga. (laughs) Um, but he, he didn't this get called. This is an IL package was better. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> shout out Justin Thind for making that joke as well. Um, we appreciate you. Um, but, but I think amongst these three keepers, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and, and, and it's funny. We've, we've been, I think you, you joined this podcast um, about, about 10 months ago at this point. Maybe, I think, I think it was over the summer. I think it was in July. Yeah, last summer sometime. I don't remember exactly yeah, when. We can yeah. figure it out. But um in one of your first episodes, we were arguing about whether Matt Turner or Zach Steffen is the keeper. And we are a year later. We are through qualifying. We are through a Gold Cup. We are through a Nations League. Um, and I, I think we are sitting here saying, like, Steffen or Turner? <laughs> I don't know. I, I have a super super niche reference. I'm sorry, niche. I forget when did when did niche become niche. I feel like it suddenly uh, everybody had to switch pronouncing it. But anyway, uh, I mean, um, hold on. I'm, my my answer to that is uh, is Boy Meets World says that it's actually niece. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm rereading. I, I didn't really. Hate, all right, so long rambly story. I have been trying to spend less time on Twitter because. I don't know. I feel like I'm addicted to Twitter. So trying to get off it a little bit. So I just have tried to pick up a couple books to read lately. So I'm rereading um, Jurassic Park, which is an amazing novel, by the way. Um, and there's like a scene in it where Ian Malcolm, played famously by Jeff Goldblum, is talking about like uh, how patterns of things look very, very similar, zoomed in to zoomed out. So like the course of a day in your life is very, very similar to like the course of your life as a whole. Meaning like things happen, doesn't end up where you thought it would, da, 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 da. So I kind of feel like the U.S. roster is uh, approaching, uh, the, is being ruled by chaos theory. The, uh, the, the goalkeeper debate has been the same since Brad Friedel and Casey Keller were fighting over the goals. <laughs> and now we're just doing it again with slightly less, uh, slightly less quality keepers. I mean, so, so I'm going to make a slightly more niche 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 reference uh and say that uh billy and the clonosaurus aside um <laughs> that's a that's a very specific reference uh shout out to anybody who who understands the billy and the clonosaurus reference it's my favorite moment in simpsons history um i i uh i'm of the opinion here that actually we have we have progressed because instead of before when it was a two-man debate i think now it is a legitimate three-man debate because Ethan Horvath, every time he gets between the pipes, and look, I'm not saying it is for Greg. I'm saying it is for, for me. Every time Ethan Horvath gets between the pipes, he could not have played for six months. And he gets in there and he's just like above average. He's not great. He's not like amazing, but right. he's sort of above he had, average. He's had like, he had like that blinder against Italy. He obviously came in and, you know, saved the day against Mexico, but then we played somebody where he gave up a really soft one. I forget who that yeah. was, but it's, I, so. I don't think that it was us. I think he, he did it for Nottingham Forest. Um, well, there was that too, but I'm yeah. almost sure he gave up one for the U.S. But at any rate, yeah, we have three. We have three keepers, so I could th- you could throw in there, and I'd be fine with any of them. I mean, I think Turner is the best one, but 
Although <laughs> that's funny. Our starter might be the one that I would be least comfortable with. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the same. Like it, amongst those three, like if like Stefan getting the number one jersey is going to be the thing that's like, uh, yeah, I'd be like, it's probably fine, but well, it, like it's 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 a funny thing with with Zach Stefan because it's like it's sort of a, a funny thing, right? Zach Stefan is fine so long as we don't need our goalie to be good. If Zach, like like if we need our goalie to be good, Zach Stefan's a problem. If we don't need our goalie to be good, Zach Stefan's fine. <laughs> And I, I wish I could get a grip on how important Stefan is to the team playing well offensively. Cause like he was in goal when we uh, played really well against Mexico in Cincinnati. And, you know, that was probably the yeah. best the team has looked under, under Burhalter. But, and, and uh, what part of that is Greg kind of passing off distribution from the, you know, center backs to the keeper. And Stefan makes that, I mean, he's not great. He's not, you know, he's not Ederson or whatever we've said back there a million times, but you know, he Aaron Long or Aaron Long or Zimmerman can tap it back to him and he yeah. can hit a pass. Whereas if you tap it back to Turner, he's just going to, you know, bang it up to, you know, the center circle. Right. Um, and, and I think the thing is, is Stefan's not Eder, Ederson, right? Like, like that, that's true. But the, the Delta between Turner and Stefan is huge like it is huge Stefan's not great Stefan's probably like a b at distribution but Turner is objectively bad um you know has he gotten a little bit better for for New England recently yes um you know is he going to to take a a huge leap at Arsenal maybe um but but at, at this moment you know for the U.S. men's national team I actually do think that there is a big difference there the problem is is that when we need our team to play well offensively and when we need to play out of the back happens to be the games where we're going to be facing a lot of shots in which right. case you need turn. Like it's, it's, it's a, uh, it's not a catch 22. It's just, we need a goalie to be good at playing goalie and also distributing. So, right. So I'm, not as, I'm not as confident as you are that there's that huge a difference between, um, between Stefan and uh, Turner passing, but I don't know, but I think it, at very least the confidence the team plays with when he's back there is different. You know, they're yeah. just, I don't know. They're just more willing to try that than they are typically with, uh, you know, with Turner there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I think that, that we're sort of like in the same, in the same spot, right? Like we, we agree about the goalies. Um, we'll, 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 we'll go on to the defenders unless uh, our esteemed colleague, Kevin, who has been here the entire time, I just failed to introduce him and that's my fault. Uh has any thoughts about about the keeper situation if not we'll just go on to de- to the defenders i defer to, to to ben's discourse as long as it was that uh he prefers turner to stefan because i just don't trust stefan um anymore I, again since you were here the entire time that is precisely what what ben said so that's great um so let's... a little bit of an echo chamber in here no big deal <laughs> right. um so let's talk about the uh the center backs um and and let's uh let's just sort of hit the highlights because I don't uh, look every single time we have, we, we do this, we have, we, we could have a 30 minute conversation about, um, about John Brooks. And I just, I don't want to just candidly. Um, it is, it is what it is. He's not going to be in Qatar. He he's not coming. He's not going to be there. He could play. Sidebar. Can we talk about John Brooks? John Brooks is a better alternative to Chiellini for LAFC for their title hopes. Bring him as a true DP. 
Give him uh, like a four-year contract. Give him give him the real money. I, you want I don't hate that idea. I mean, I don't I hate LAFC as an LA Galaxy fan, but like I don't hate that idea. If there's like one team in the league that over the last four years, even for all the success that the Sounders have had, they like don't really possess the ball. They don't look that awesome doing it. LAFC like out possesses consistently their opponents where you could have a true like luxury imagine like like him paired with whoever the the distribution from there it would like break the league i don't know just a thought who's in charge of that team Sharundalo. yeah yeah, sure. yeah. uh i'll so, tweet at him <laughs> <laughs> um so so the the center backs here are uh walker zimmerman and aaron long um who are always going to be here and then um Cameron Carter Vickers and Eric Palmer Brown. Um, and I, 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 I do want to get out in front of this comment and this thought. Um, Carter Vickers is such a Rorschach test for what you believe about, about the U.S. men's national team. Because he has been a championship, like English Premier League championship Scottish championship level, Scottish premier league level player, his entire career. That's what he is. <clears throat> that is the level of Tim Ream. I want to be clear about this. Tim Ream is a championship level defender. Now Cameron Carter Vickers is faster. He's younger. Um, but it says so much about, I think our fan base that like Tim Ream is, is hated and CCV is like, everybody's like, Oh, bring him in, bring him in, bring him in. Um, I like him. I mean, he's a spur for the next 10 minutes, you know, that, that transfer will go through, you know, in the next, whenever I, I saw reports that, that Celtic were, we're going to, we're going to keep him, but. Um, Don't people hate Tim Ream though, for his performances with the men's national team and not for his club performance. Like he like captains Fulham most of the time. I don't hate him because he's a captain of Fulham. I hate him because he makes one and a half boneheaded back passes a game that are but, like direct chances on goal. Yeah, no, no, Go ahead. But, but, but what I'm saying is that like, there's so much substitution of, well, he plays in this league. He plays in that league. And you see it with John Brooks all the time, right? Like people mm-hmm. substitute league level for talent level, right? CCV and Tim Ream are at the same level of, of performance. It's just like, and look, yeah, Ream, Ream has, has, has alienated a lot of us with um, Diego Linez making him um, Oof! I forgot about that. Yeah, that that's not his point. fault. That's that's you don't you don't have your middle linebacker cover a slot receiver. That right, like, like that. That's a just, that's a tactics issue. You know, that that goal may have never happened if because what did they end up doing? Some somehow Kellen Acosta ended up playing like left back yeah. the during yeah, that, 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 that game. Uh, that was a crazy. That was a weird game. Um, but but anyway, so so I'm most excited. You know, look, Walker Zimmerman is is a known is a known quantity here. Um, you know. We'll, we'll, again, we'll talk about specific specific opponents in a second um, at the end of the other end of the break. But um, you know, Walker Zimmerman is a set, is a starter here. Like like you can you can just sort of put that put that in in writing or in in pen. Um, and the the best center back in the pool, as far as I'm concerned, is hurt and not here uh, in Chris Richards. So you know, in terms of in terms of Zimmerman and Long, I, I think we know who they are, and I think that they're going to be there, and that's fine. I'm well, really excited about Palmer Brown. Like, that's what I want to say. I'm really, really excited to watch him get extended burn if he does get extended burn. And Burhalter, I think, if you, you know, ever asked him this question, would completely deny it. You know, no, I don't know what you're talking about. But it just seems to me that he's slowly, slowly moved away from his ideals at the beginning. 
where we want to disorganize the opponent with the ball and attack through possession. And if you look at who are, we always had Tim Ream or John Brooks on the field to be able to control it out of the back. And now you look at our center backs, it looks like Stoke. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like, bang it out, boys. They're not going to score today. Just, and like, uh, I love that because like we've talked on this podcast a lot about like first principles. What is the job of a center back? Don't concede goals. What are our center backs good at? Not conceding goals. Can they, can they hold the ball for any amount of dribbles? No. It's a good point, Ben. And it extends elsewhere to the roster. Like he's talked about uh, Tillman coming in and if he can play wide and if he can play with like the defensive rigor and the pressing. And I think, over the course of qualifying and really probably looking at the actual world cup, he's definitely getting a bit more pragmatic and a little bit less idealistic. And it'll, I, we have a lot of players in this pool that are just plus athletes and they're, they're plus pressing. We have, we have more, I don't know, Brendan Aronson's that we have Andrea Pirlo's in our pool. Um, yeah, more so piano we, carriers than piano players to steal the, uh, the old, <laughs> Okay, that's that that works well. I also couldn't think of like a classic like pressing forward other than one who's in the pool right now. So that was like a really bad analogy, but you know. Um yeah, it's fine. Um but see, but like the the thing is is that like I love that because like if you if you if you want to talk about like what are Amer- what is American soccer known for? Like American soccer sh- is known for like I don't know, athletic as shit. Run fast, try hard, baby. Run fast, try hard. And like I don't hate it. Like I like like a lot of people want to like talk about like, oh, we need to we need to be able to beat France or you know we need to win the world. We're not going to win the World Cup, guys, in 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 the, in the fall. But what we can do is we can like be like you know make a good show of it and and play like our way. And, it can be a tough out that nobody really wants to play. And that's yeah. all I want. And that's yeah. all I want. And, and I think that this this center, center back pool lends itself to that. Like you don't want to be like you don't want to have a one one draw and a ton of the ball pumping in crosses against Walker Zimmerman. That sounds like a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. Like that's not well, going to be fun. And that's why back and, and this is just, you know, crying over spilled milk, but when Berhalter was hired, that's why I wanted Marsh because Marsh's style fits mm-hmm. our player pool so much better than what Berhalter's ideal of it was. And Berhalter has kind of slowly moved that way, but I don't know. He's coaching left hand a little bit. I think it's not, it's not, I don't think his, his preferred way to, to play. The, the, the best way that I'll put it is that he is, um, he is Jim Beheim coaching man to man because he has to. <laughs> and it's like, I don't want to do this, but like you, that's what you got. And so like, that's what we're going to do. Um, or do you know what, do you know what's a better example? It's, um, it's, it's Tom Izzo. It's Tom Izzo shooting a ton of threes. And he's like, this isn't who I am as a coach, but I have, but I have who I have. What the game so, has become. Yeah. So like, <laughs> that's, that's part of it. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Um, and not take in transfers. I don't talk about basketball. Okay. Well, and sorry to steer us in a different direction too. I think, um, I think Burhalter want, so last gold cup, I don't know if you remember, I wrote like a thing about how um, the three, four, three, or, you know, yeah. three, three, whatever, three, four, four or two, one, however you want to call it was going to be like a preferred formation. And then uh, Zimmerman got hurt and pretty much we never, you know, we scrapped it for the gold cup and haven't been back to it since. And there's been noises that, um, that he wants to try it again this summer. That'd be awesome. So I, I don't know. I'm just curious to see how it looks. Cause I like, 
I like the way it fits our pool. It means you only have to play two midfielders, which we're not super deep. So if you can kind of rotate Adams, McKenney, and Musa from, you know, those two for three spots, I like it. And I like the, um, I like where it puts the inside forward guys, you know, where Pulisic and Reyna get to play a little bit further in, like in a more yeah. of an attack, an attacking midfield spot instead of, by the way, pocket winger. Berhalter just dropped the phrase pocket winger. And I really like that. Where has yeah. that phrase been all my life? Yeah, that's good. Um, I like it. It's so, and it like, it, it tells you so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so- uh you know, then that, that makes Malik Tillman make a lot more sense. That puts right. Christian Roldan in a more natural position. I don't know. It basically, it does. It, I don't know. It just fits. It fits a lot of what we do. I don't know yeah. if we have three center backs that are worth playing at this point. No. That's but. my problem. Everything yeah. else makes sense. And if you had it, three center backs really makes you say, hmm, John Brooks might fit into this <laughs> roster. Like you can, you can put whoever you want alongside of him and let him just do the thing. Just don't make it James Sainz. Do we get to see Reggie Cannon play some right center back? I hope so. Um, so, so that brings us to um, our fullbacks of which I would say of our, so, so we have five fullbacks in this camp um, and, and I'm going to mention the sixth one um, who's hurt and not here. And that's Serginio Dest. And he's the starting right back and him not being here is because he's hurt. I don't, if Jedi Robinson plays, it's malpractice. I'm like, I, I think he's here because he wanted to go to um, to El Salvador. I, I can think of no other reason why he is in this. Camp. What does that poor dude need to do to get a break? I don't I don't understand it. Um, but 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 here's here's where I, I have um, positive thoughts. There are two left backs other than Jedi Robinson on this roster. And usually Berhalter just has Jedi. <laughs> so he brought in two dudes who can play left back. In addition to Jedi, that's, that's like, I'm excited about, but this sort of like goes into what you're saying about the three, four, two, one outside of Reggie Cannon, who does play that right center back for club. Everybody else is much more suited to the wing back role than they are to the pure fullback role. Mm-hmm. Um, Jedi is much more comfortable at it. Um, Scally plays it exclusively. Desk really seems to prefer a wing back role. Um, How's he been with Miami? I haven't watched them this year. Yedlin. Uh, yeah. I mean, not great because Miami's bad. And so like, it's, it's tough to say the, the like his big highlight of the, the season was, um, was it Ben Bender made him fall? Someone did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Somebody. Um, yeah. So yeah. It's, it wasn't, he good. hasn't shown up and looked like a guy who's like above the level. Yeah. He's, 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 he's found, uh, he's found his level. He's, he's, it's yeah. who he is. It's fine. Um, like he, he's here because he's an adult and he's going to be on the world cup roster so that he can tell people where the bathrooms are. Um, he's got 73 caps. I've got like the roster in front of me. Yeah. He's like number one with a bullet. It's crazy. Yeah. How was he playing in Turkey before coming back? I don't like, think he was playing. Yeah, I don't know. Not much, at least here and there. It's yeah. not exactly like the Turkish league is on ESPN plus. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so amongst the fullbacks, uh, I, again, I'm going to say Jedi accepted because I don't, I just don't think he's going to play all that much in this window. Um, I, I, what I'm most interested in, um, is obviously the appearance of Scally is, is a big deal. Um, I think that we ha- uh, can conclude that this is the fullback pool. So like in other areas, I'm not willing to, to call it or say this is or isn't what it is. I think that the Dewan Jones shouts, I think that Sam Vines shouts, I think that uh, that weird Brooks Lennon interlude, um, I, I think that that's all out the window. I don't, I, Jonathan Gomez, I think that's out the window. I think this is your list, these six. 
uh, this five plus desk. Um, and to be honest, going into going into the World Cup, um, I'm cool with it. I, you know, is is Yedlin is, does Yedlin inspire me? No, but Des does. And does does George Bellow inspire me? No, but Jedi does. Um, and and amongst you know, I I think that it's it, this is a backup fight, right? Like I think if if it's 23, you've got Yedlin and Cannon are fighting it out for a spot, and Scallion and and Bellow are fighting it out for a spot. Right. We're um, just looking for backups at this right. point. Right. That's what we're doing here. And I, th- I think maybe Jedi's there just to like help kids along, um, you know, which is funny because Jedi is like 12. Yeah. I-, I actually don't know how old he is, but I, what is, uh, what is Gus's injury situation? He's got a hamstring. And I think like, I think it's a hamstring in the sense that like, if, if Barcelona were fighting for fourth or fighting for first, he would have been playing, but they had. Oh, I thought I read that Barcelona was going to get rid of him this summer. Am I wrong on that? They were going to get rid of him. Then Xavi wants to keep him forever. He loves him. And yeah, that's like a Roberto, meme. Or they're going to resign okay. Alves. It's like, it's like the whole thing is, is ridiculous. Um, Re- reading between the lines, I feel like Des hamstring injury is kind of like uh, Reina's, where yeah. like he probably could have tried to rehab, like again, if it was a first or fourth fight and you needed everybody maybe you force him back on the field, but you just have had enough recurring issues or it's just like, what, what are we doing? Yeah. So I, I, th- I think that, I think that this was one where Dest, like Burhalter was like, Hey, can you go? And he was like, yeah, probably. And everybody <laughs> around him was like, please don't. But just the heat are in the, but the heater in the conference finals. And I really like to go to a couple of those games. <laughs> <laughs> and quick note, not to, to, discredit Yedlin. I, I looked up. He, so he went 90 and all but one of, uh all of their Europa League games and generally went 90 like week after week up and until December of this last year when he started posturing for his move so okay. he actually was playing okay like <laughs> almost too much so <laughs> yeah for a, for a, for a huge club that finished uh eighth in Turkey I'm not sure anybody loves playing in Turkey though it's uh, like so seems yeah. sketchy all, all I, I'll say about playing in Turkey in any sport is that Allen Iverson played there for three weeks. They bounced the paycheck and he bailed. Um, <laughs> that's all I'll say about it. Um, so, so now, now let's go to um, our eternal question of, of the six. Um, Tyler Adams, Kellen Acosta, and that's it. Um, that's it. And, we, and we've said it for a year now, right? Like we said, we've said for a year now, the backup six is Kellen Acosta. There is no other option. Like I, I always felt that the, the two other options conceptually were Jackson Ewell, or I guess three, because I have to, I'm contractually obligated to mention Owen out to Sally. Thank God. Um, play but, soccer. You've got a soccer player. You can stop. <laughs> we're going to be like six years down the line. And I'm going to be like, <laughs> does he have a shot at the 2020? Freddie Adu could start on the right wing too. <laughs> um, but, but Is he even 30 yet? No. <laughs> I don't think he he's is. 29. Um, but the, 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 the four real options, you know, for a year now have been Acosta, Adams, Jackson Ewell, and Aiden Morris. Aiden Morris tore, blew out his knee and didn't really come back strong. Um, so we, we hope that he's, he, he gets better soon, but he, he has not looked great since he came back. Um, Obed Vargas is a child. He's not, he's not an option. Um, so your, your options are Jackson Ewell, Kellen Acosta, and Tyler Adams, and Jackson Ewell couldn't do it. Um, Adams really needs to go somewhere where he's going to play because he's already slightly suspect on the ball. Yeah. And I, I thought the last window, he looked rusty. 
mm-hmm. on the ball, at least like he's always going to, you know, crush counters and, you know, win tackles and things, but I don't know. I feel like he, I don't know. He needs to go somewhere where he can play and be in, in rhythm. I hope at least for, for November. I, I would, I would love if he ended up at a, um, a mid table, uh, German league team. Like, I don't want him to go to Italy or Spain because that's where American players go to die for some reason. Um, France is, I, I don't get to watch, so I, I don't really want him to go there. No, thank you. Um, and like, there, there's been like some shouts about him, about him going to Leeds, um, which before, before the Brendan Aronson news came out, I would have been fine with. I don't want two Americans playing for an American manager in the premier league. Like I just don't, I, it, it's, it's, it's too, it's, it's too concerning to me. So, you know, like if he goes and he plays for like a, I don't know, a Union Berlin, um, like they could probably use, because they're, they're a Europa League um, team next next year, like goes and plays for them, like that'd be fine by me. You know, he, I don't think that he needs to play Champions League football, like soccer. Um, I think, I think it's, it's fine. Um, you know, like there, there was a, there's been a ton of arguments about him on, on Twitter as well. But I, I think like the, the, the concept that he's like, okay for a champions league level team is fine like he doesn't need to be uh Jorginho or Conte he just needs to be good enough and playing and right now he is good enough he's plateauing a little bit but he's good enough he just needs to play um right and and he doesn't seem to be playing at Leipzig and that's a and that's another example of uh Greg caving into the player pool compared to his ideals I mean, we went from Michael Bradley, Jackson Ewell, Will Trapp as the oh, six, Tyler Adams or Kellen Acosta. Like you can't, you can't tell me there wasn't a philosophical shift if that's uh, that's yeah. who your your pivot Kellen Acosta's is. got some leg talent, but yeah, the, the position is Tyler Adams, and it, and Kellen Acosta tries to play it as Tyler Adams does. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do you know what it is? Actually, it's uh, it's it's this, is, and, and I, I, all of us will hate this. But this is Jim Tressel getting t- uh, Terrell Pryor and being like, shit, do I need to run my quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I kind of do. Uh, and, and that's like, that's sort of the Tyler Adams thing. Um, so at the eights, I'm, I'm going to, so look, there are certain people listed as midfielders who are not midfielders, and I'm not going to talk about them like they are midfielders, despite where they're listed. Um, so we'll talk about Tillman as, I, I guess, as an eight, because I don't know where he is. But uh, the rest of them, like, we're going to talk about the eights, who are the eights. So um, Weston McKinney came on and played for Juventus for, what, like 18 minutes? Yeah, have you watched that? How do you look? Rusty. Rusty. Yeah, I mean, fine. Like, he didn't look, like, hurt. He didn't look bad. He just looked like someone who hadn't played soccer in three months, um, which he hasn't. Uh, so McKinney, Musa, um, Luca Della Torre, and um, I guess, I guess, Mihailovic, I, I really don't know where he plays on this team um, because on the, on the Olympic team, he played as a winger. Um, and that's the last time we saw him in a, in a national team setup, right? Right. And not to keep beating this dead horse, but I don't think he fits at all in a four, three, three, unless he's going to be a pocket winger, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But um, if he, if we do play that four, three, four, two, one, he fits as one of those two pretty well, I would guess. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think so too. Like um, he and, he, he and, and Rain are very different players, but they fit in the same role, which is as a 10. Um, yeah, but for whatever reason, I just trust Reyna more to play as an 8 than Mihailovic, just because it's I... Because he's better and stronger. Right. <laughs> I mean, and that, that is what it is, is, is his 
although I think that their relative strengths and weaknesses are evenly distributed. Reina's well, Reina floor is, a, is higher, his ceiling is higher. Reina is a big dude, too. He's right. like 6'1". I'm yeah, looking up Jordy. He's 5'10". It, that's pretty good size for a soccer player, I guess. But Yeah. Um, he doesn't, I don't know, he doesn't play as big. Uh, yeah. he, he, he plays like he's 5'7". Yeah. He, he I plays small. Like if Reina wanted to body you off and take the ball, he could. He yeah. just doesn't generally feel like... He looks like he went through a growth spurt. I think that the, I, I have like my suspicions that that's part of what has contributed to his hamstrings being so touchy is he looks larger in this last round of qualifying than he did even like a year ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's listed right now at six one and when you're 19, that can easily, you, you know, it's still easily got some growth left in him. I mean, if, if you tell me that he ends up like six, three, like one ninety, like that's huge. Yeah, that's your six, starting three. forward there. Yeah, six, like that's six, like how big is Pogba? Isn't he about that size? Yeah, he's uh, six, yeah. Six, four, um, man. so so like that'd be that'd be interesting. But I, I think having him as a as an eight option is something I really like. Um, I'm going to just go on record right now and say that um, the McKenny Musa Delatore three is you know we talked about it as a lock. It's a lock. They're going to be here for the rest of the time. I don't really think that we need to discuss much about it. Um, I have not watched a minute of Malik Tillman. I don't, I don't know. Well, I thought he was a striker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I, I, I was under the the impression that he was, he was a nine. Uh, he is not, he is apparently an attacking midfielder. We'll see. Did either of you guys see the, uh, the quote that uh, Bell's dropped about Christian Roldan? Roldan. Sorry. I can't get rid of my Midwestness sometimes. It's fine. Uh, rolled, rolled down the other day. Roldan. <laughs> He, he, basically, he basically quoted McKenney talking about Christian Roldan as like the best teammate ever. Like he comes in at halftime and uh, Roldan is talking to him about, Hey, did you see this space here, that space there? And I mean, honestly, I'm sick of arguing about Christian Roldan. If he's the 23rd guy on your roster and he's helping your starters play better. Fine. Who cares if he's slightly worse than whatever it's, Busio it's, or some yeah. European guy that you want in there instead. It, and the thing is, is that whoever your 23rd guy is, like whoever it is, he's, if he's playing, we're screwed anyways, because our depth is about 16. Like on a good day, our depth is about 16. Um, so your, 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 your 17 through 23 are important. You want to make sure that you bring the best that you can. But part of that is being, is, is bringing the best team. And like, sometimes you need Charlie Conway, you know? Like, Everyone can't right. be Adam Banks. Right. Not everybody's Adam <laughs> Banks. Sometimes somebody's Charlie Conway. Again, D3 doesn't count. It's not canon. He sucks. Uh, I, hang on. I found it. Here's the, so this is the from like a year ago. Adam Bell's posted this on Twitter. So it's Christian Rodin is a good example. McKenney had said, he doesn't start many of the games, but the thing is the games I have played and started on the national team, he is such a team player. I'll commit halftime. He'll leave a spot and come sit down next to me and tell me things like, Wes, if you can open up to this pocket here, you'll be able to get the ball more because they're closing that midfield down. That's probably the biggest team player I've ever met in my life. It's that crazy. Seems, that, that, seems, that, that seems pretty useful for a 23rd right? guy. Um, if he's not going to play much, you don't want a guy pouting that he doesn't play. Right. Did, right. Wasn't he like a roommate too with Pepe when he first got called up? Like he really does seem like the guy that Berhalter trusts is just like – he is like the locker room liaison between the coaching staff. And, and that's super useful. And everybody saying bring him as a coach doesn't understand how sports works. 
Um, right. Like, like that's not how it works. Um, so, so you know, I'm I'm cool with Roldan as the 23rd guy, 26th guy, whatever. And maybe he accidentally scores an absolute rocket banger oh, like he did like a week ago, like against the grain, like just hammers this thing out of nowhere. Back, I don't know. That'd be great. Him and Ariola both. Ariola had a banger. You're right. Have both just <laughs> hit thunder shots to troll European soccer or football Twitter. Yeah. Um, which brings us to the wingers. Um, so the winger, your winger group is um, the four locks or, or uh, the three locks. Reyna's hurt. He's not here. So three of the four locks plus Morris and Ariola. Um, Morris and Ariola are here because, and I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be frank and blunt. Um, they are auditioning for the 25th spot in a 26 man roster. And also Christian doesn't want to play against Granada. <laughs> like 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 just you want to you want to you want to put like cards on the table christian doesn't want to play against granada and jordan morris is happy to so <laughs> i know i know uh berhalter likes morris but i don't know why are we bringing that guy yet like he's just not back he's, he's not like, who he was like like the, the jordan Kevin, morris you watch a lot of seattle how what percent is he of what he was so there was this like stack going around that he like clocked some really really high top speed but he there was a window i mean this was bef- even before his first acl when ladero just came on the team and like he couldn't stop scoring and getting in behind and seattle's still a team that absolutely wants to counter and gets opportunities to do so um but i don't know he, he's just not as sudden right like, yeah he's, he's like and, and that makes sense because he tore his acl 17 times right um like he's just not as sudden of an athlete and the thing is is that he was never he was never so good that he could lose a step and he lost the right. step and that sucks it, it sucks i'm not like i'm not like criticizing the guy well, but like and for i don't know my reference on this on acl injuries is always nfl like it sucks because you know he'll be back the next season but he's not gonna be the same it's the season after that right. when he can be back to like, you know, the player can be back to what, you know, they used to be. So like for sadly for Morris, that's going to be, you know, 2023. He's right. like improved a lot of the thing. He was very one footed. There were a lot of oh, things yeah. that people didn't like about him. He's still not going to like drop deep. And on the half turn, he still just wants to push the ball past people and run. But the thing is his, his speed for being as big as he was, was an absolute weapon. He was, exceptionally fast and two reconstructed ACLs just takes the edge off that a bit. Yeah. So, um, so, so I, yeah. I think that that just, that just is, is what it is. Um, you know, he'll, he'll be here until he's not. And I think Ariola is fine, right? Like if Ariola, we, we talked about this a lot. If Ariola is your fifth winger slash first injury replacement. Okay. Um, and that's, that's where we are. Um, you know, Christian, should play as much as he wants to. Um, I don't imagine he's going to play a ton because I think that uh, if internet rumors are a thing, he's in the midst of forcing his way out. Uh, so I, I imagine he'll want to be healthy. Um, you know, Aronson, you know, he, he's just got to move. Good for him. Uh, Wea, you know, started playing, you know, banging in goals for Lille at the end of the season. Great. Um, but I, I think the wingers are like a pretty uninteresting part of this roster. So I'm going to move on to the strikers where we get something that's super unsurprising and something that's like maybe moderately surprising. Um, so the unsurprising thing is Jesus Ferreira is there and he's your locked in starter. And honestly, I think that, that, that like, because he plays in MLS, there's this like discounting of him, but, um, 
you know, we have a we have a a twenty one year old center forward who's banging in goals in our domestic league, and he plays the way that our our national team wants to play. Like that's a sort of a blessing. Like if you think about it, like we've been looking for a nine, right? We thought it was Pepe, we thought it was Pifok, we thought it was Sergeant. It's Ferrero, and that's awesome. That's cool, and that's like we should be happy with that. When when push comes to shove, he's the guy. Cool. It's the first time in a long time that an American is leading the golden boot race for MLS. And I mean, right. before MLS, this, right? yeah, I mean, and before this, it was guys that, you know, they were too far along in their careers or too limited in what they could do to get excited about. Like no matter how many goals Zarda scored, like he, he was very limited and he knew what he was. Whereas for, with Ferreira, I mean, he, he just signed that, that, big new contract but there's already been rumors that like someone might try to like swoop him mm-hmm. in the summer even if it's a loan back to dallas and then i, would, I don't they yeah. own his rights after world cup well, i don't think i don't think he can leave uh, until until the world cup part of what always drives me crazy with um these like european versus mls debates is like you can watch people play soccer and tell if they're good or not yeah, like yeah. obviously the level you're doing it you're doing it against matters but like you just see Jesus Ferreira do things with the ball. You're like, dang, that was good. And yes, maybe, you know, it'll be less good if you're have less time and space to do it. And then, you know, the people you're playing against know where to be better, but whatever, like, you can't tell me you can watch, you can watch Jesus Ferreira touch a soccer ball and then watch Jassy Zardes touch a soccer ball. And if you can't tell which one of those is a better soccer player, stop watching. Right. Or stop having, or stop being loud with your wrong opinions. <laughs> Either way. Um, and then the other guy is Haji Wright, um, who I know nothing about because the last time that I was paying attention to him, he wasn't playing in Belgium. Um, <laughs> the, the last <laughs> time I or, played attention to him. He was in the Netherlands, not Belgium. I, I want to say it was like the last game of the year for Schalke and he had not played much. He got on the field and he missed a, a sitter probably the ball the the cross may have been like a foot off of the the goal line and he somehow like kicked it wide it was it was brutal and I felt bad for him just because it it felt almost like an exclamation point on him leaving Schalke um so it's awesome that he is like turned it around and is on this huge upswing that's a huge credit to his character Haji Wright has a very I don't know, kind of cool origin story. You guys have probably heard this, but I'm going to repeat it anyway. Um, Dortmund was actually scouting Haji Wright when they found Christian Pulisic. It was like one of those Nike friendlies in Florida or something. They were there. They were there scouting Haji Wright. And they're like, who's this? Who's this little kid? And, you know, Pulisic kind of took off from there. But Haji Wright was like the gifted physical forward that everybody wanted at the time. And I think, I hope I'm not trying to impugn his character here, but I think he got the reputation of one of those guys that's just really talented, doesn't work that hard. And I'm hoping, thinking what has happened is he almost lost it. Like he was playing in, I forget where, like some, like last year, some little tiny league where he wasn't really even getting any time. I, I think this is one of those, like he got a shot and maybe he realized if I don't, if I don't, you know, if I don't put work in, this isn't going to happen. So I'm, I'm hoping. So two things about that. One, that is the exact same story as Darquez Denard. Um, Michigan State was recruiting Keith Mumphrey in Georgia. 
Um, and the, like the, the, the Southern recruiting coordinator was their defensive backs coach, Harlan Barnett. And he was watching this game and he called up D'Antonio and he was like, we need to offer this kid. He was like, who is he? He was like, Dark Westenard. He was like, I've never heard that name before in my life. Why don't we know about him? He's like, nobody knows about him. We need to offer him. Uh, the second part about that is, did you know that Haji Wright's third cousin is Joseph Adai? former running back for the Indianapolis Colts because Wikipedia knows that. (laughs) Um, So, but, but do you know what else uh, you can learn from the internet? Where to buy things. (laughs) So uh, that's the roster. That's um, sort of where we're, we're at. Um, Look, there are a lot of players who, who could have been called in that weren't. There are a lot of, you know, Jordan P folk or Ricardo Pepe or, Sam Vines or whoever you want, Timothy Tillman, p- take your pick, Julian Green, you know, there, there, there's a number, um, but this is the group. This is the group for the next four games. Did you, real quick. Did you see Julian Green like at a so Tampa sad. Bay lightning game? So Good Lord, that guy, that is he deserves more <laughs> wildly rude. Oh, I know. That was like, <laughs> he deserves more. Um, you got, you got, hockey yeah, sucks. That was Just, wrong. Hockey yeah, sucks. I felt um, bad for the guy. Let me throw one more name in there that we haven't heard either. I have not heard anybody bring up Alan Senora. I don't know. Yeah, I, fair I, show. I actually, that's like on my list of things to do. It'll probably never get done to like watch a few Independiente games just to see what's going on. Because every once in a while you see like clips or stats and you're like, wow, he's playing pretty darn well for one of the best teams in Argentina. Yeah. Um, so so he's, he's yeah, so he's another one who could have been. Um, my, my, like my big could have been is, is eternally going to be, uh, Matthew Hoppy because I like him. And when he's been here, he's played well. Um, I'm, I, as I'm going through like the list of people, um, who do you think is the active leader in caps for the U S men's national team? Like on this roster? Nope. In general, like amongst active players. Bradley? Altidore with 115. Um, and again, I know that he doesn't play well when he does play for his club, but there is going to be a part of me around October who, and, and there's going to be a part of me that's saying like, could Josie do something helpful holding up the ball? Maybe <laughs> because nobody on our team can hold up the ball ever, but that brings us to, uh, the games. So we have a game on June 1st, June 5th, June 10th, and June 14th. Um, so I, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about each of those games, each of those teams, those, those games are at, uh, if I'm not mistaken, six, seven thirty 30 Eastern, six thirty Eastern, no, eight thirty Eastern, seven thirty Eastern, uh, 10 PM Eastern, 10 PM Eastern. Um, and, uh, and those games are two friendlies to, um, to Nations League's games. So let's, let's start with the first friendly. Um, we don't have an up-to-date call-up list for Morocco. Um, but looking through uh, their most recent call-up, which was for World Cup qualification, it was a serious roster. Um, I want to I wanna bring up two things. One, Hakim Zayek is retired. He's not playing for Morocco anymore. He would have been their best attacking player um, because he would have been most... Is retired or I'm fighting with the coach retired? Fight, fighting with the coach retired okay. because he didn't get called up for the, uh, the Africa Cup of Nations. So he's like, go fuck yourself. Um, that's our one F word. We're allowed one. Uh, so he's, he's, he's pissed at them and he's just not going to get into it with them anymore. So until they have a new coach, he's Chicharito or uh, Carlos Vela-ing them. Um, 
which is good for me because I'm glad that Carlos Vela doesn't play for Mexico. If they had him, they would be better. Uh, but <laughs> the other big name that you will see from Morocco is the um, Alfonso Davies of the uh, French League. Is, is, <laughs> is, that, is that fair? Akraf Akimi uh, is, is the, is, has a shout for one of the best fullbacks in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, they got a pair of fullbacks, don't they? Mesrawi and, yeah. and uh, Hakimi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the uh, there's a there's a there's some talent there in the fullbacks. Um, so the um, the team itself um, is not actually that concerning. Um, like they're good. They're they're very good. They are they are probably. I don't know. I want. I don't want to say they're as talented as we are, but they're more seasoned. So I like, just remember them being really fun at the 2018 World Cup. Yeah. They didn't win a lot, but they played fun. They were fun to watch. Yeah. So they are uh, now four years older and, um, you know, correspondingly good, but not like they're good. I, they're a good the, team. If this team played in UEFA, I think that they'd be thought a lot more highly. They're, they're, they have legit talent. They, they play well. Like, I think if they were in, in UEFA, they would be seen as like a Switzerland, which yeah. you can say is better. But like, I, I give this team the same amount of respect I give a Switzerland, the, yeah. which is they're better than we are, but they're not, they're not unbeatable. They're not, yeah. they're not a class above. They're just better than us. So college yeah. football has East Coast bias because nobody stays up to yep. watch the late games. Yeah. Uh, so- soccer has the Europe- European bias. If they right. play in the Premier League or La Liga, they, they must be good. Yep. And, and, and look, like the, the, the fact is, is that this team is good, right? Like Morocco mm-hmm. does have players. Um, Hakimi is better than anybody we will face in CONCACAF other than Davies, um, depending on how you want to do that. Um, you know, they have, they have Roman Sace, who, who is a, a locked-in starter for a coherent Wolves team. Um, you know, among, amongst people who are, who are fans, you know, our listeners might know, um, you know, the other, the other guy that you would probably know is Youssef uh, and, uh, Nezri, and Nezri, Nezri, um, who plays for Sevilla and scores a shit ton of goals. Yeah. Um, that's, that's who you, you might know. Um, and the rest of it is just guys who you'll be like, oh, right, I remember watching a game with him. He was good. Um, so going into this game specifically, I, I don't know that, that anybody should be confident in a win. But I think that on your home on your home soil, you should be expecting a draw at, at least um, if you if you go for it. And I want both teams to go for it. Obviously, the only reason to do these things is to, is to is to treat it seriously. Like I understand it's a friendly, but you want to treat this seriously. Well, and these games are probably getting the the B squad too, because theoretically, a Nations League counts, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, so I, what I'm hoping is that uh, the Morocco game gets the A squad the Uruguay game gets the A squad, the Granada game gets the B squad because that should be enough. And then the El Salvador game gets the A squad because it's in uh, Sensula. Um, so I, I would think that's what you do. Um, I don't, <laughs> we're not that far removed from qualifying and ever taking anything for granted against CONCACAF teams, but Granada at home, yeah, that's got to be that's gotta like be you should five. be able to rotate. <laughs> that's got to be five. That's not look, and that's not Panama away, right? No, like, like, that's like not that's, Panama at home. That's not that's, that's not Gr- any Granada at home. Yeah, that this is 
So we'll, we'll talk about them in a second. But, um, <laughs> the, you know, you can make the argument, you know, maybe kind of like how we think of us to Switzerland, they're just better than us, but they're not on another level. You can make an argument through qualifying that Panama, you know, we should be on another level, but I don't know, objectively, based on the way that all qualifying went, maybe we're just a little better. Granada, we are levels plural above so uh, that that's a game where um like like just to use a college football analogy if your quarterback plays more than one drive in the third quarter you've screwed up and you need to you need to stop it like like if, if there were unlimited su- substitutions i'd be fine starting with your starters but i would have everybody out by the 46th minute Granada number 175 according to elo yeah, yeah. I, again we'll we'll get there so morocco is somebody to take seriously they're 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 better than us, but they're not so much better than us. Um, so that brings us to a team that is so much better than us. <laughs> uh, and, and make no mistake, Uruguay is levels. Um, and people, you know, we, we talked about this, uh, I think, in the cold open. Um, but, uh, you know, you talk, when, when people talk about South America, they talk, oh, Brazil, Argentina, Brazil, Argentina. That's like when people talk about the ACC and they're like, Oh, oh, Clemson is all there is in the, you know, ACC. No, no, no. Florida State and Miami most years will kick your dick in and, 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 and you can't do anything about it. Um, like the SEC is just Alabama and Georgia. Nope. Nope. There's a lot of teams there that'll, that'll, that'll maul you. Uh, and yeah. Uruguay is that because like you look, you look through this. Um, they have at every position, somebody better than our best player. Um outside of maybe winger depending exactly how you feel about darwin nunez um and and that's just like is what it is right now we're at home and 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 there's some pride involved and look like we're we we need to we need to win these games we need to play these games to get ready but uruguay is better than england like i I don't feel, I don't feel like that's a hot take. That's a big statement. Yes, that is. That's a big statement. They're better. Look, like, I'm telling you that Rodrigo Bentoncourt is is better than Calvin Phillips. I don't think that's a hot take. you a hundred bucks and you're like, it's just a straight pick them. Neutral field. You have to put it on England. You have to put it on Uruguay. Who are you putting it on? Neutral field. Is it a final or is it a friendly? Uh, it's a competitive match of some sort. If you feel this strongly about Uruguay, you better be putting some serious I mean, money down I'd, on I'd them. I put it on Uruguay because it's a single game, and in single games, England chokes. I'm talking about in, in real world. I'm sure that they're laying a lot nicer odds than England is to win the World Cup or make a semifinal or something. Go make some money in Vegas. if you. They've won out. as many World Cups as England has. Uh, they've won more. Have yeah, they won they, more than one? They've won two. They won. Uh-huh. Uh, they, they, they were the winner uh, the last time that the, uh, the Americans made a semifinal. Yeah, the only time uh, 1950, huh? 1930. 30, yeah. Sorry. 30. Way uh, off. Yeah. They beat uh, Argentina in the 1930 World Cup. Um, so, but but you go through this team. I mean, look, like we can we can go through it really quick. Um, you know, Jose Jimenez uh is is amazing. Ronald Araujo, people who watch Barcelona, he's the guy who's 23 and is going to be Sergio Ramos or Gerard Piquet or whatever. Of, of that back line for the next 10 years. Um, you know, you, you go in the midfield, Federico uh, Valverde, um, Rodrigo Bentancur, um, you know, like the, these, these players are, Oh, I, I didn't mention uh, Matias Vecino from, from Inter. Like these are the guys that you talk about. Like when, when people talk about like, Oh, 
everybody on their team is playing for a serious club in a serious way. That's this Uruguay does that. So, um, and then up top, they have, you know, arguably two of the best uh, strikers of this generation um, in Luis Suarez and Edison Cavani. A little um, long in the tooth, but I still take the tooth. They're good. I, yeah. I mean, like they, they are, they are still good. And Oh, by the way, um, um, on, on their amongst their bench warmers is the guy who is uh, arguably the second best player in MLS for the last three years um, in Diego Rossi. So, you know, so it, I'm a couple of years removed. I used to play a lot of MLS fantasy and I don't anymore. I didn't, I don't even know who this uh, Facundo Torres is. Who's also on this roster who currently plays for uh, Orlando. Big, big disappointment <laughs> in, the, in MLS. He's big, been a big, well, he's big, still got, he, he got a call up for the Uruguay national team. Uh, my, under, out. my understanding is that he is a, uh, he was signed like, like this year, like, and in these, like the first, like 10 games or whatever, however. Uruguayan Twitter is just an uproar that he's on this roster. Yeah. They cannot (laughs) imagine why you would have him when you have some guy from the Uruguayan domestic league. I don't, I don't really know. Probably someone who's playing in like, you know, Brazil. There's somebody playing for like, you know, he's 20. I have no idea who this guy even is. That's insane. I need to, maybe I need to dip back into uh, the actual, fantasy. Yeah. The actual answer to the guy that they all want is uh, presumably, um, uh, I don't know, Ignacio Ramirez from Nacional or, or uh, Brian, oh, Brian Rodriguez, LAFC. There you go. He's, he's another guy that could be there. Um, he's been kind of hurt. He's looked yeah. okay. Yeah, he's 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 fine. I need but, to watch more MLS. I'm, I generally make time to watch Dallas, and that's about it this year. Uh, you should watch LA Galaxy and become an LA Galaxy fan, like I am. I'm going to their game. <laughs> Don't watch that. <laughs> watch L- if you're looking for a late night game to watch after everyone's gone to bed. Watch LAFC. Um, yeah, that's probably true. Um, so uh, that so so those are the two friendlies. Um, those are the games that are going to teach us probably a. a, a a lot about this team. And then we have two games that are competitive. Like, look, we can take them for granted. We can say, you know, whatever. But the fact of the matter is, is that these games matter because they are competitive games against teams that want to beat you, right? You do need to step on the throat of Appalachian State. I, 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 I'm just saying. <laughs> um, you know, Middle Tennessee State, you need you need to shut them I mean, down. It's a Panama Road game. <laughs> like... Think about um, what happened the last time we were down there. Yeah. So, you know, the, in, in terms of the, the team itself, Granada, um, they are bad. Uh, like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. They have two players who, who, who play at a level that we would consider to be, like, in, in, impressive. Um, one of them is uh, Shandon Baptiste, who, who gets serious run for Brentford, um, which is impressive. Um, and uh, beyond that... Um, you know, they, they, they've got a guy who, I, I don't know, Ross County. Uh, that's a place. That's a place in Scotland, I guess. Uh, shit. Uh, yeah, there, there's a, there's a Queens Park Rangers soccer club in Granada. So it's not QPR. Um, it's a different QPR. So it's oh, like it's how- QPR. <laughs> don't, don't, don't minimize. It's a, uh, like, like, you know how there's an arsenal somewhere in, uh, in, in Central America. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that there's a QPR in Granada. There's a hard rock soccer club. I don't know if it's associated with um, the hard rock cafe or the hard rock casino. 
Oh, I, I sorted their team as best it they pulled. Sometimes they miss players on transfer market and they got a guy playing for the Colorado, uh, the switchbacks down, down in the Springs. Okay. I about to say Rapids. Nope. <laughs> no, got he's two, play, playing in the USL. Yep. Two players playing for uh, Charleston battery battery. Yeah. Um, they got an Indy 11 guy. Yep. Um, so they, they have a guy. Oh God, that's just naming teams. Yeah, yeah. As we as we click through. I'm just saying time. they have a guy named <laughs> they have a guy named Etienne playing in South Carolina. Um, it's not Travis Etienne, uh, who's a running back who's playing at Clemson. It's, it's not Derek Etienne. Not Derek Etienne. It is in fact Benjamin Etienne. Uh, I don't know if he's related to them, but uh, he uh, is a guy. So, anyways, oh, uh, teammate he, of Damaduro, yeah, of, of Montreal fame. Uh, sure, sure. So, so, anyways, the the point is. Oh, oh wait, this isn't even the right. <laughs> this isn't even the right Dominic Aduro. It's a different one. Never mind. Great, great. Um, oh, uh, the towel. Uh, yeah. The only other guy uh, is uh, they had a. Oh, you know what? They had a. They have Roshan Roshan Williams, um, who is a an English youth national, um, like up to like the U nineteens, uh, and now he. You know, he he was he came up through like Manchester United and then flamed out. But still, I mean, you know, Manchester United Academy. Can't um, wait for us to have to get on into a podcast after like a two one win over Granada at home, where we so like angry. we were down one nothing at half. <laughs> Jesus Christ! The the anger coming out of that game is going to be palpable. Uh, and then our last game is against our old friends, um, El Salvador, who. Uh, in El Salvador, which uh, for those of you who have a memory of a certain amount of time, is not a place that uh, we've had so much fun. Uh, Road games are always useful. Go practice. Go practice playing somewhere hard. I yeah. don't care. And uh, so, so we have that game. Um, you know, I, I think we've, we've we've talked a lot about El Salvador actually, as as it turns out on this podcast. Um, but. You know, they, they, they are who they are and they have the better rolled on maybe. <laughs> um, I think that there's an argument to be made that they have the better rolled on. Um, Dude, they but, lost four, nothing to Guatemala on their last game at home. That's rough. That's rough, buddy. That's not what you want. Um, I didn't realize that. Uh, I was, I was, you know, going through it. <laughs> Noted power Guatemala. Noted power Guatemala. Um, you know, but they, uh, so, so they, they are a team that is, look, they are, this is what I'll say. They are in the upper echelon of CONCACAF teams. They are as, you know, they're right there with Guatemala and Panama and Costa Rica and whatever team that you can, you can say to yourself like, oh, we should win, but you need to actually go out um, and, and do it, do the job, um, which, which is, which is probably sort of like the theme here. Um, but, but I think sort of like taking a step back, right? Like these are each of the games. Um, we don't know much about Morocco. We don't know much about Uruguay. We know almost nothing about Granada and we know a ton about El Salvador. Um, I think that this is going to be interesting because usually the send-off series, right? We see it. And then what, three weeks later, we watch two weeks later, we watch the world cup. We're doing this. And then we've got five months to kill. Um, there's going to be another set of friendlies in September, I guess. Um, those will be placed in Europe, allegedly. Um, but for right now, I, th- I think like the, the thing is, is that this is, this is going to be an interesting summer, but I also think that there's not, you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, we shouldn't take too much from it. 
because the difference between June and November in soccer is huge, right? Especially with a team as young as ours. And our team still is young. There are no 30 year olds on this roster. Um, well, and this is la- this is Burhalter's really last chance to experiment at all. Try a couple new guys, work on a three center back formation. Like, cause once, you know, once September, October roll around, you're fine tuning. You can't, you can't be, you know, throwing stuff at the wall. Right. The, the September roster is going to be man for man, the world cup roster. Um, you know, uh, assuming, assuming by then we know whether it's 23 or 26, it's going to be that 23 or that 26, you know, maybe, maybe with a nod to guys who are there for practice reasons, whatever. But yeah, this is the last chance to see the, to see the three, four, two, one this is the last chance to see if Haji Wright is a guy this is the last chance to see if Malik Tillman can do a job. Um, you know, is Joe Scally or George Bellow, your backup left back. Are you going to bring both of Yedlin and Cannon? Um, you know, is Eric Palmer Brown your fourth center back? Uh, these are the questions that we're looking for. So while, while we want to go 4-0, while we want to have a 12-point window, so to speak, um, you know, there are more important things here. And so, you know, for my purposes, the things that I'm most interested in is I'm going to be very, very interested to see, um, A, you know, tactically how we show up, but B, like these sort of guys, you know, the Eric Palmer Browns, the Malik Tillmans, the Joe Scallies, the... George Bellows, the, you know, Haji Wright, um, do they fit in? Do they work? Is it awkward? Right? Like we, we, we've seen now a ton of time with Jordan P folk, you know, is he, is he a, a, a round peg in a square hole, square peg in a round hole, whichever, um, you know, so, so that's what I'm going to be interested. I mean, what about, what about you guys? What, what are, what are you most interested to watch as we go into this? Yeah, I mean, it, it is maybe formation tinkering just because that's kind of like a fun thing to be like nerdy about. And it's easy to like conceptually talk about that on a podcast and the pros and cons. Um, other than that, I, most of the guys that are new, or, it's like it's all fringe. Like, I feel like in my head, I don't know what would have to happen in the next five months for you to convince me that. I, that a different best 11 exists than like pretty much what we like kind of close camp with bearing injuries. Maybe you can have a shakeup at the nine, but otherwise, like, I don't know what will have to happen where I don't think it's Pulisic Reina, it's MMA, um, Miles Robinson's out, but like, there's just so many absolutes and uh, it, it, it's fringe guys. So that's right. not as I mean, just- sexy. I'm just kind of interested to check out a couple of the possible backups. Like who's is Joe Scally going to do enough to be like a, a viable right back, left back, you know, option. It, does Malik Tillman have anything like, is he, or is he like, all right, go back to, you know, go back to college and come out next year. Um, I don't know. Just like backup positions basically at this point, although I'm a, a little curious because all of our center backs are backups at this point, except for, uh, except for Zimmerman. So That's... who does anybody look like they're solid there, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it'll be fun. And look, you're going to, you're going to be hearing a, a ton from, from Ben and Kevin over the next uh, six weeks. As I mentioned, there's a ton of soccer to, 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 uh, to get settled in for. So uh, strap in, you'll, uh, our next episode is going to be a normal nerd cast episode. And then the rest of the summer, um, it's coming heavy and it's coming fast. So, um, shut up. And so, so, so get excited. Uh, you can find, uh, Ben on the internet at halfspaces.com or, uh, on Twitter at BL Herald. 
Um, you can find Kevin on the internet, uh, actually now on Twitter at Kev underscore Kwiatkowski. Got it. Uh, again, as always, please let us know if you can find his burners on Reddit. We really want to find those out. Um, <laughs> I can, I can be found, uh, my, my personal Twitter account is at Diamonds Esquire. I rarely check it. Um, I'm usually found on the main account at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Um, if it's not me, it's someone else. Um, it's not always me, but it's usually me. Um, so tweet at us. I respond if you're not being a dick, almost always. Um, special thank you to our sponsors, Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever Blue Wire decided to put in. Um, they've been doing Shopify a lot recently, and they have that little little ding, which goes well with my lead-ins for uh, sponsors. So we appreciate that. That's fine. Um, please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your uh, late night LAFC fan. Um, you know, we obviously couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. Podcast Network.